are tuned in to the Bridal Extravaganza podcast. For over 35 years, we've helped engaged couples in Southeast Texas plan their dream weddings. You can learn from the millions of couples who've come before you. On this podcast, we'll introduce you to the wedding and event professionals who can make your dreams come true. Wedding and event planning can be easy and fun. Stay tuned. Thanks for joining me today. I have an interview with Russ Ross from Encanta Video, and you're gonna love it. We get some really cool insights. There's a lot about there's a lot going on on YouTube that I didn't know about that can really help your business. And thanks for joining me. I think you're gonna love Russ Ross. Let's get to it. Hello. Hi. How are you? I've got Russ Ross with me today from Encanta Video. Thanks for joining me. Thank you very much for having me. Uh, the purpose of our podcast is to let brides learn more about you and your business. And we want to know the backstory, you know, we, here you are today, but we want to know how it happened because, you know, brides really want to know who they're hiring. And so we just want to get to know you on a personal level and we thank you for this time. So with that being said, how, how do, I, I'd love to know the name of the company. What's the origin of the name? I guess we could start there. Okay. We'll start there. Encanta in Spanish. Uh, usually it means me encanta. Me encanta means I love it. It's more than I like it. It's I love it. Yes, yes. And so when we do our videos, we want people to say I love it because it's 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 so personal to them, like a like a child coming home with uh, whatever art project they have. They love it, and so that's what it means. Wonderful. And tell us about you. You you weren't born doing video. How did this evolve? <laughs> To be honest with you, I recorded my first video, my first uh, audio when I was about eight years old, maybe five, actually. Did you have a Mac or how did you do it? No, no, no. My cousins and I had a Norelco um, tape deck. Oh, my and goodness. We used to pretend to be newscasters in the summer. I so love we, it. So we would watch the news and then we would pretend to be newscasters. I, I think I was the weather guy, if I remember <laughs> <laughs> And truth be told, my, one of my cousins is now the morning anchor for ABC in Philadelphia. See all that practice? See engaged couples out there? What happens when you practice? Oh my goodness, that's amazing. Well, that is the truth. And so uh, they say everything you needed to know in life, you learned in kindergarten. <laughs> Literally, I was doing this in kindergarten, actually, with my cousins. Wow. So I got into video um, and audio and all kinds of recordings. I recorded my father. Uh, Christmas nights and that little tape deck I would take to church and so I would record stuff even though it was horrible it was the only recording some people had um, so fast forward to college I was the guy at Rice who opened the student center on Saturday mornings and Sunday mornings and I was the guy who closed it most nights and but on Saturdays and Sundays uh, or Saturdays in particular somebody was always trying to get into the chapel there was always a wedding at 10 o'clock, maybe two o'clock, maybe four o'clock. And I would say 20, 30% of the time, one of the vendors wouldn't show up because of traffic or whatever, whatever reason. So I learned to keep a camera around and a video camera around. And I'm also a minister of music. So at any given time, I knew full well on any Saturday, I may have to play the Lord's Prayer or, or the Bridal March or, um, or the Aggie War Hymn, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> So that's how I got into it was because uh, before I ended up recording some major speeches. I, I recorded uh, presidents, um, Nelson Mandela, uh, Helmut Kohl, world leaders, religious leaders. And I was doing it um, because I was this guy who opened the student center at Rice, the Dalai Lama. There's actually a video of me and the Dalai Lama together. Okay, so can, I'm sorry, but I need to hear more about uh, Nelson Mandela. So he came to Rice to speak? 
Yes. And didn't they have all the audio set up and everything or they hired you or what do you mean? I was there. I, I was one of the guys who set up the audio, That's amazing. but, but they didn't have a video person. And Are they so in, like, how did, how does that happen? Oh my gosh. They had plenty of photographers, but no, no video people. And so I happen to have a video camera with me. It's a high eight video camera. So I've got the Nelson Mandela footage. Oh my uh, gosh. It was, a, it was absolutely amazing. Um, it happens a lot. It happened, and that's another thing we found in our business is that uh, a bad camera is better than no camera. Not that our cameras are bad now, but we've seen a lot of events where people wish they had it recorded. And sure, for sure. For, of course. 20 years ago, no, not too many people were carrying video cameras. Nobody had them on their phone. Right. So we were the best you're going to get. You could get a student or somebody across campus from Rice to show up with a camera and videotape whatever you wanted. Lectures. The Dalai Lama was the most soft-spoken man I've ever met in my life. I can't believe you met him. Oh my gosh. He was unbelievable. Um, he could speak in a room and every, all of his monks were quiet too. So the, the audio in the room was so quiet. I literally had to pin another microphone on him to, to, to come up with another way to get his audio good. And so one of the, uh, one of my friends at Baylor actually said, called me after it was over. She said, Hey, Russell, we saw you touch the Dalai Lama. How do you feel? I said, what do you mean? You saw <laughs> I had no idea it was that big of a deal. I was just trying to get him to sound good. Right. So, but yeah, I've done it. So we've wow. recorded a lot of people, uh, a lot of church services. And then I was sound guy at a church that became a mega church. And being sound guy, you also end up being the video guy, the audio for the video people. And then you end up doing the video. So church services had to be recorded every Sunday and then they had to be broadcast. So I did, uh, I was a volunteer audio guy at a mega church for decade maybe or something like that so I got a lot of experience doing this every Sunday and in that setting did they have like all the best equipment for you I just imagine at, at that level when they know especially they're broadcasting around the world that it's critical and so I would think you really got used to the best equipment I got used to having the best equipment <clears throat> but uh, church politics or church finances usually require like a one-month delay for things at least a one month. You have to submit a proposal. The, the finance committee meets every third Friday sort of thing. And then they decide that they want to follow up. If I was doing a recording, let's say Sunday morning or Saturday night, if I needed some stuff, then if the church didn't have it, I would just buy it gotcha. and I would have it shipped in and, and uh, it would work. Sometimes they'd pay for it. Sometimes not. I end up owning a lot of equipment. So. <laughs> <laughs> and so um, how long ago did Encanta begin? Started off as uh, my name, actually, Russ Ross Recordings. Okay. And uh, the church actually gave me that name because uh, my name is Russell Ross. And they said, uh, well, uh, we need to get you a business so we can write you a check as a business. And they said, so we call it Russ Ross Recordings. And that's how it got started. Oh, really? They just gave you, I love that. Okay. <laughs> that's great. I mean, it's a that's nice name. <laughs> and so how many years did you do that? And then when did you change? And has it all been one, same ownership, same products? Same ownership. Uh, products have changed over time. We used to, we started off making VHS tapes. Um, I still have tape duplicators here, uh, VHS tapes and audio tapes. Then we moved to DVDs. And we became one of the few people in the city, if not one of two, I think, that would go to these religious conferences and make these CDs and DVDs live. Gotcha. So, so okay, you were like in the lobby giving them out as people left, like that quick. That quick, like. Yeah. Like I would get the signal and we would, we would uh, fade them down and we could make a hundred CDs within two minutes and we'd have somebody run them out to the lobby and every two minutes, every three minutes, we'd run it out another hundred. So we did a lot of large conferences all over Houston, Conroe, Katy, Galveston. 
Okay. And then when did you enter the wedding space? Or wedding space. Wedding space was right around there because being in a church, people wanted to to use the church for weddings all the time. And sometimes they didn't have a video person or I would see a video person that was absolutely horrible. And when I, I hate saying that. They weren't horrible, but they, they didn't respect the church, shall we say. So they would tell the minister to move left or right, or they would have one camera guy trying to get one shot and it just didn't work. So I said, look, I'll do it for you. And sometimes we did it for practice, but we would have five cameras, four cameras, three cameras at a wedding. Um, I've never had just one. And so when I would, I would see that a lot and I said, this is going to be horrible. Let me help you. So I, sometimes I donate footage just so it didn't look so bad. So talk to me about video because I, and where does it fall in the decision-making of a bride? I would, I would guess, you know, or like research has told me they're always looking for the venue first, right? Because it, you know, you need your date. And then after that, there's like a hierarchy. Where does video fall in that hierarchy? Dead last, I think. Oh, no. Okay, we've got to change that, right? <laughs> <laughs> I think on the front end, it's dead last because it's an expense. And so uh, you, uh, when you get married, you at some point, you get tired of spending money. And so you get tired of writing checks, and it's a lot of checks you end up writing, or you write, get tired of handing out your credit card. So video becomes dead last until the week after the wedding when it becomes the most important thing. Isn't that interesting? Yeah, so nobody says how was the food or the or the, the DJ after the wedding. They want to see the video after the wedding. They want to see the they don't even want to see the photos anymore after the wedding. They want to see the kiss. They want to see somebody's reaction. They if they heard something, they want to see it again. Something funny happens, it's gonna they're gonna play it on YouTube now a thousand times easily. Uh, so bringing up YouTube, are most couples open to having their wedding on YouTube or are these on private channels? Like what, what are couples doing with their video after they get it from you? Depends. It depends on the bride. Sometimes, well, most of the times, well, there's three, three ways to, to post on YouTube. One is public. Somebody can search your name and see your wedding. We want no part of that because we've done a lot of celebrity weddings where um, that's just not acceptable for a celebrity. Um, if something happens, a divorce or, or whatever, it's there for the whole world to see. Number two, you can set it up to where only people with the link can see your wedding. So we see the link, we send the link to the bride and the groom, they send it to whomever they choose. The third way is to set it up as private and only people with a password can get in. So um, most brides prefer just to have the link and they send the link to their family and friends and they only send the, their family and friends what they want them to see. So we split up the wedding. We've got the full wedding on YouTube. We've got the reception and the ceremony on YouTube. And then we have parts of the ceremony set up. If you just want to see the kiss, click here. If you just want to see the, the bridal party or the flower girls, click here. And we, we That's can, interesting. That gives us a chance to see what people want to see. Yeah. So what do people want to see? What's the, the kiss? Is that the most? The flower girls. Oh, really? <laughs> that... Okay, sure. Flower I, I... Girls, I don't know why. Number know one. Why. Awesome. That's Flower, interesting. Flower Girls are number one. Um, if the groom cries, they want to see that during the bridal march. Um, but other than that, uh, the kiss, the, the recessional and the processional seem to get the most hits on YouTube. Okay. okay. And that's another reason we post stuff on YouTube. But we can actually see what people want to watch. And then that helps you help the bride or that helps you, of course, when you're shooting. It definitely helps when we're shooting. Sure, sure. That's interesting. That's like good intel. Yeah. So we have multiple angles. Uh, we know you go, if the flower girl is, is three feet tall, we've got cameras that are three feet tall down to catch her because that's what people are going to want to see. 
Interesting. <laughs> okay, and let's talk about you and the business. Like, how do you stay organized? I have a couple ways. The first thing you worry about in the video business is uh, copies, is, is, is your footage. So um, I have, oof, I've got accounts on Vimeo just to store video. I've got YouTube, of course. I've got uh, SmugMug. I've got uh, Google Drive. I've got probably in our studio right now, we just bought another eight terabytes. So we're probably at 50 terabytes worth of storage here. So the first thing we do is make copies. And then we upload a, uh, a digital version or a cloud version because you wanna make sure you keep, anything can happen in the video business. You can have a power outage on your, in your studio or something like that. So you wanna make sure you have copy. You can have a dirty chip and not know it. So we have multiple copies of everything. Good, that sounds like very good peace of mind. Is that, yeah, so, is that a big thing that you talk about when you're meeting with couples? No, I don't talk about it. I think it's kind of an expectation okay, okay. That, that brides have is that some sort of way you're going to have everything one way or another. So the organization for me is, 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 is uh, I'm organized. I don't say I'm terribly efficient because I've got so much redundancy. Yeah, you have, <laughs> yeah. But, but, but you're right. I think that people would expect you to have that and you better have it if you're in charge of my video, right? Absolutely. You don't want to be the video guy in the video. Something happens. That's not their fault. They can't. They can't even understand why. So you don't do it. So I was going to ask you about apps. Do you have any apps that you love? You seem like you might be a techie guy. Any tips, anything we should all know about? As far as video making or video no, watching? No, just in general, like just business or an app you might love on your phone right now. I don't have too many apps because I like my storage space. Ah. And, and I don't want to have, uh, I don't want to need space and have it not available to me. So I have very few apps on my phone. Um, let me see. Uh, I, I can't say either of them are, are my favorites other than the ones that are pro productivity tools, the ca calendars, reminders. Um, you want to, you want to be on top of things. I'm also, I'm a, uh, I've gone back to, to school actually. I'm at U of H uh, taking graduate courses. Oh, and in so, what? Uh, marketing actually, okay. digital marketing and digital marketing program at U of H and I'm loving it. Absolutely loving it. What's helping me is YouTube studio. I've never even heard of it. YouTube Studio gives me a lot of data on who's watching what and when. And so it's good for me to know that people watch um, our videos on their phone versus their desktop or their tablet or their television for that matter. I mean, so that also helps us decide how many cameras to bring, what type of quality we have to provide. People are ultimately gonna watch this in 720p on, on, on YouTube, fine. Uh, but at least I have the data, at least I have some understanding of uh, what people want to see how they're watching patterns and, uh, and how long they watch it. We've got, uh, we've got some videos that the people watch for years and I do mean uh, four or five years maybe. So give me an example of a video that people have been watching for five years. Like, is it someone's wedding? What people watch a lot of is, one of the things we do at weddings, I should probably tell you this part. Um, we, don't, we don't eat at weddings. I know brides, brides always say, um, we'll, we'll feed you. We'll feed you and your host group. Say, no, I don't want to eat. And what we do when people are eating, we go around videotaping people. We have recorded some of the most amazing blessings from family and friends. Nice. We've caught, we've caught uh, brothers crying, telling real stories about their siblings, uh, grandparents, great-grandparents speaking about the child growing up. Those videos get watched forever, just like the, uh, the videos of the, uh, the flower girl is very powerful and very cute. Uh, your grandmother saying how much she loves you, 
you're going to watch that every Mother's Day for the rest of your life, seems to me. Um, and we've seen that. We've seen that a lot. <laughs> we've, we know some videos are only going to be seen on Father's Day or thereabout. We know some videos are only going to be seen on Mother's Day. But that's one of the things we do. We literally go around and we try to talk to people who are looking bored. And that's usually an older person that's not dancing. And they've got amazing stuff to say. Now, do you, I, you're, I just feel like your competitors are probably not doing this. I think this is fabulous because I've interviewed a lot of people and I really feel like you're going the extra mile in a direction, frankly, that I didn't even consider, which oh. I just want to say I think is great. Thank you. I appreciate it. I, I learned, um, uh, back to the church thing. Yeah. Okay. Not only was it a mega church, I was in charge of over 100 people every Sunday. In your, like in your department of, of yeah. people doing video? Oh my gosh. Sure. So, I guess it makes sense really if you think about it. So to do a, to do a mega church now with lights and sound and subwoofers and feedback and broadcast systems and camera people and audio people and band mixes and all that kind of thing, it ended up being a hundred people every Sunday because there's multiple services. There's one that starts at, sure. I mean, I started, I would get there at seven, six fifty sometimes and not leave until 11 sometimes, 11 at night. 11 Sorry. at night. Wow. Wow. So it was a full day, but here's the kicker. It was for free. Wait, for, you were working for free? Absolutely. Every Sunday. It was never, not something you send a bill for. It was, I grew up in the church. So, sure. so, so what I, you learn to do stuff right because you see the value of doing it wrong. And then you also see that nothing is worse than someone, not nothing is worse, but when people come into church or church environment and say, uh, I'm only here for three hours. I'm only here for two hours and literally at 201, they're walking out of the door, no matter what's going on. You can't do that. Yeah. You, you can't ignore the reason why you're there. So our, our deal is we don't leave until the bride leaves. Unless it's a Jamaican wedding that goes on until four in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you draw the line somewhere. <laughs> but no, we, we, our, our rule is we don't leave until the bride leaves or midnight, one of the two. And so we, we try to catch everything and we would much rather have eight hours of footage than to have two hours and miss the good stuff. Gotcha. Gotcha. So. How long are you spending in editing? Like what's a normal expectation that when can, when can I see my video? If I guess if I'm a couple, I'm asking that question. If you're a video, if you're a couple, there's two edits we do. One is called a documentary edit. That means your wedding looks like a documentary. Literally, we, we show you what happened. We cut it up into little pieces or, or, or sub pieces and put it on YouTube and say, here you go. Um, that we like. Uh, that can, we do that within, well, we tell people a week, but usually it's done within 72 hours. Whoa. Okay. Okay. That's amazing. Is that, is that part. industry standard right now, do you think? Or? No, I've seen some people say 90 days, 30 days, uh, you'll get it when you get it. You know, <laughs> you don't want to do that because brides want to have, I mean, we've had brides call us on their honeymoon. Like when we do the 72 hour upload, they will call us with their husbands crying, laughing, whatever, reacting. And I said, you know, don't you have swimming to do or, or something <laughs> yes. else? <laughs> yes. Shouldn't you be fishing or swimming with dolphins? Or <laughs> No, they'll call from the honeymoon. So that's, I think, industry standard. Um, now, that, that's the first edit. The second edit, and I don't like to do these, but I do them anyway because this has become expectation. These, uh, these highlight reel videos. For a highlight reel. So we have reel, a documentary and a highlight reel. Yes. The highlight reel takes 30 days. Okay. That's slow motion. That's the one. That's the one. Oh, I'm sorry. We do a one-minute wedding. 
okay. where the one minute wedding is where you're coming down the aisle, the preach, you, you catch your husband's reaction, the preacher says kiss her, and you walk out of the door, we give you that, it's 130, 60 seconds or less, you can send that to your friend and say, yes, we did get married. Okay, and that's, and that's might be the one that they would share with anybody, right? right yeah, right. okay, got it. So they're gonna get three things, the documentary, mm -hmm. the highlight reel, and the one minute. And the one minute wedding. I think those are three really cool products. Thank you, thank you. I hope, it, I mean, people seem to like the, uh, if they get the one minute wedding, well, when they get the one minute wedding, they, it kind of wets them to see yeah. the full thing. And then there's a, they start sharing and talking amongst themselves, apparently. And they want the slow motion, the music, everything else that goes with it. So that's what the highlight reel is for. And doesn't that also help your business with referrals? Because I would think that's what they send out. That's what their friends see. And then so much of sales today, I think, is... I mean, well, I've always thought, like, I've always thought if I could just run a business and I had so many happy customers that I had so many referrals that I didn't even have to do any marketing, wouldn't that be the dream? <laughs> and, and, you know, and I think that is a dream, but the, it's got to be a piece of it. And that one minute wedding must really help, I would think. The one minute wedding helps, but the problem with referrals or too many referrals is that there's an implicit uh, expectation for a discount. And, and so, no, this, if I know Sarah and Sarah's my friend, not only will the Sarah's friend ask for a discount, Sarah will actually call and ask for a cut of whatever business comes your way. <laughs> wow. See, okay. So that goes into my next question. Um, Cause I always like to ask all the vendors, are there special ways that you deal with millennials? Uh, you know, you've had your company for quite a while. <laughs> the brides are millennials now because I would never think to do that. I would never think to ask you that. And, mm -hmm. and I've been running a company a long time. And I remember years ago, I had a consultant even say to me, hey, if you help this guy with like a big thing, like I was helping someone with something big, mm -hmm. he was like, he should be paying you like a commission. And I was like, he should, you know, it just, yes. it, I just, you know, a lot of people have helped me and heck, maybe commissions were being paid behind my back and I didn't know it, but I just always kind of feel like so many people have helped me mm -hmm. through my career that I'll just help people and that's fine. Right. But so has how any tips for dealing with millennials to other business owners out there? I'll back up a little bit. Back in 2000, late 1990s and early 2000, I was U.S. staffing manager for Compact Computer Corporation. Oh. And, um, and that was my day job, and I did this on the weekends, and I always had a camera with me. But um, I got a request from two students at Rice University in their, in their school of business, Rice University's business school. And they said, we're getting married. And I said, great. Um, I think we were trying to hire both of these students, quite frankly. And they said, um, uh, we're going to give you the opportunity to sponsor our wedding. You? <laughs> or I said, or you? Compact. <laughs> compact. Oh. They actually submitted a proposal and said, we're going to have 50 MBA students there. We're going to have people from all over the world there. Um, our budget is 30 grand or something like that. And if you cut us a check for 30,000 or 10,000 or 20,000, then you can, we'll have your logo on the napkins. We'll have your brand. I mean, it was unbelievable that they thought of this. It is. And, and, and apparently it worked for other companies. Somebody did it to Dell. Somebody did it to Intel. And these students at Rice thought it'd be a good idea for Compact to sponsor the wedding. Um, I don't think they understood that I'm a Rice alum and a supporter. Uh, I also run the, the video for Rice's soccer team and Rice's uh, uh, volleyball team some seasons, but certainly baseball and volleyball, baseball and soccer. So I have a, still have a strong connection with Rice. 
And I called Rice and I said, there's absolutely no way a student should be doing this. Yeah. But it, it taught me a lesson that, that people will try, sure. you know, just to see how far that she was going to get it. She literally was fishing for a $30,000 free wedding uh, from a corporation. And so what does that have to do with millennials? I've learned uh, that some people will try anything. And since there's only 50 weekends in a year and you only really want to do about 40 weddings a year, uh, you can be a little bit picky about, about your kind of person. So saying no, uh, if you're, if you're desperate or if you're broke or something, saying no is very difficult. But if you realize there's only 40 weekends in a year and you're good at what you do and you can't tie up your equipment with some, what somebody's going to bring you all sorts of problems, you get to say no. So dealing with millennials, you have to be very clear about what it is you will do and what it is you won't do. It's a long answer to a short question. It is, it is. And so let me ask you this on a personal entrepreneurial level. Mm -hmm. If someone is listening right now, and maybe they've written their business plan, maybe they haven't, but you know, they're in their corporate job or gosh, you know, with, a, with, with the coronavirus right now, who knows where they are <laughs> sitting in their car listening to us. Um, and, and they haven't taken that step though. They haven't taken the step to say, I'm, I'm gonna really be a business now. What would you say to them? What would be your words of encouragement? Like what helped you stop being a volunteer at a church and you know, saying, I'm really gonna do this? Uh, what, what helped me was I had to realize I was good at what I did and nice. you, and you have to, I mean, above all, be good at what you do, whatever that is. If you're a caterer, make sure your food tastes good. If you're, and I've seen caterers literally go in the back and with a can opener and cut open a can of beans and dump them in the thing and heat them up and say, here you go. And they stir in some uh, salt or something. Um, you don't want to be that person. You don't want to be mediocre. So until you're not mediocre and until you convince yourself or somebody tells you or shows you that you're as good as anybody else, um, then keep your day job. I mean, you, gotcha. you don't want, whatever you do in this business, don't be mediocre. Gotcha. That's awesome. So let's talk about the, the new normal. Do you believe it is a new normal? How has your business changed since the coronavirus hit? And what do you think the future for weddings and videos will be? As far as March and April weddings, um, what we found is that the one minute wedding does well. There are some brides who will want streaming but don't want to pay for it, and that's fine. Um, so the expectation has changed from I want everything in 4K, which brides used to say. We even have some people that wanted everything in 9K, even though nobody's got a 9K TV. <laughs> right. Or even a 4K, and even though we've got this posted on YouTube, we know you're watching it from a phone. We right. know you're watching it from a tablet. We know you don't have a 9K TV. <laughs> so, hey. So, but that's like your techie person, right? That he yeah. knows he knows it's out there and he wants it. <laughs> right. We get a few of those, and so we get a lot more people who don't care as long as it's got grandma on it. Yeah. And so we're seeing a lot more of the um, of people that they, they don't want it streamed, really. But okay, let's say every bride thinks their church is going to be full at their wedding. And I'm going to say seven times out of 10, it's not. Um, seven times out of 10, if you've invited 300 people or if the whole church is invited to your wedding, there's only going to be 50 people there. You know, and I don't care what you think, who you think is coming, they're probably not. And I think that's changed. People have an expectation that something's going to be online, whether it's a graduation, church service, or something, they can watch it from home. So either they can watch it from home or they can see it later. So for us, the biggest change is the expectation of streaming and uh and with the expectation of streaming nobody's asking for 9k or even 4k right now 
as long as it can be streamed, which in streaming happens at around 720p or even 480. So, so but, and when you're talking about this, you're saying they're hiring you because they know a lot of their relatives aren't going to be able to come and they want to make sure they see it. Absolutely. And maybe and in the past, they didn't even give that any thought. They just said, hey, if they want to see it, they'll come. That's right. They said, gotcha. if, you're, if you love me, you'll be there. Okay. Yeah. You know. <laughs> and, that, and now it's not like that. If they love you, they'll send, they'll watch it on online and send you an Amazon gift card. And, <laughs> <laughs> and you should be just as happy. <laughs> that's great. Okay, but that's, that's the other a, thing we do. That's a huge change. I mean, that's a huge change. Wow. So that's another thing we do is that the one minute wedding, people send that out and say, thank you. This is our wedding. And by the way, we're registered here. And so oh people, it's, I hate to say it like that. I know, yes. right? Could you like, hello, oh my, Emily Post, etiquette. Okay, but you know what? If it works, it works, right? And, and, and frankly, that is very convenient for the person who watches it. Like if they, if they wanted to know, then they don't have to ask anybody. And they, you know, they, and they don't have to send a gift just because they see that message, right? If they want to, they can. Right, but if you were intending on coming and sending a gift or something, sure. and you forgot or whatever the situation is, uh, I've seen the videos go, the, the emails go out with the link and say, we're registered here. Thanks for, we love you, blah, 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 blah. And here's our happy photo for a happy video. Yeah. That's fine. You know what? Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Things and, have changed. Yeah. And okay, we, um, is there anything else that you feel is important that uh, couples know about your business? I feel like this has been a great interview and I've, I've really got some good Thank insight. You. Is there anything else that I didn't ask that I should have? No, I think. Um, I think you asked me once what was my favorite video or something or something close to that. And I'll tell you, I um, not only I have videotapes and, and audio, crazy audio of my father, I have the original um, tapes of my cousin doing the news, who's now- Oh, news. that's good. <laughs> That'll be great when he retires at his roast. <laughs> <laughs> but really what, what it is, is I can, you, if you're gonna do video and that's one of the things we, we specialize, we don't do this based on time. It's, I see this as a family heirloom I think any time you record time, uh, it's a family heirloom and it's a gift from God and it's happy. And so we make all the video, even if a fight breaks out at your wedding, uh, we've seen that too. Uh, we, make it, <laughs> we make it look happy because it's a family heirloom and it's a fam it'll be in your family forever. Nice. And so that's, uh, that's as a, if I were a bride, I'd be looking for somebody not to quote time and, and all the restrictions. You want somebody that knows full well this is going to be the only memory or one of the few memories of your wedding or the official one anyway. Yeah. And therefore you want somebody who sees it that way and sees it more as not necessarily a ministry, but, um, but sees it for what it is. Not just, not just a business. Nice. Nice. That's a great, great way to end. How can couples reach you? A couple of ways. Best way is, is uh, you can send info at a incontavideo.com. I hate to call it like that. It, it sounds very cold, but that's, that's the best way info at incontavideo.com or you feel free to give us a call. What's your number? Uh, 281, just a minute, 281-606-0700. And it's incontavideo.com. Yes. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for your time. We appreciate it. I've learned a lot and I know that the couples listening to this podcast will learn a lot too. So thank you so much and have a wonderful day. Thank you. Have a great day. Okay. Thanks for your, all your help. This is great. Absolutely. Are you an entrepreneur or small business owner who depends on the wedding industry to make a living? If so, you are invited to join over 350 regional companies at the Bridal Extravaganza Show in Houston, Texas. 
At our two-day live event, you'll meet face-to-face with engaged couples who are ready to book your product or service. Log on to bridalextravaganza.com to learn more about our upcoming events.